0: Hi everyone, my name is Stephen Wakabayashi and you're listening to Yellow Glitter, Mindfulness Through the Eyes and Soul of Queer Asian Perspectives. This episode, we're joined by an extra special guest, John Lee Olsen. John, he, him, is a Danish transracial adoptee from Korea who lives in Copenhagen, Denmark. He was the first to come out as a gay man in professional ice hockey in Europe and the third in the world. Now he is harnessing his story to help uplift LGBTQ plus and the Asian community. Hi John, so glad to have you on the show.
1: Hi Steve, thank you for having me. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's uh, I was referred over to you from one of my friends and your story is just so fascinating, especially being in such a, um, a very heteronormative community and Especially after coming out, you've made riffs and really inspired other people in the sports. And so, before we start with your story, I just want to check in with you, especially with coronavirus and just everything that's happening in the world. How are you right now?
1: You know, uh, I'm really great, and it's it's been kind of difficult here in Denmark because you know it it started off with nobody really knowing what's going on and, and how we're we going to do this. And uh, uh, right right now, it's been really tough because our numbers has been going up. We have like uh, 500, 600 people who are getting um, a positive uh, test back in these last couple of days. And, you know, it's just still going up. So right now, you can only be like 50 people for a private event. And... You, you know when you when you go to the big events there's a big restrictions and especially in hockey we have big restrictions where i play we can all, also only be 50 players uh, on two teams so it's it's under 25 players almost on, on every team and you know we're uh, getting tested a lot but right now for my for myself personally it's uh, i'm feeling really good and great and being positive and use the time to reflect on myself and, you know, use, use the time to find new perspectives in life.
0: Yeah. What, what's getting you through right now?
1: Yeah. you know. I, I see my family as, as much as possible, you know, within the restrictions and, you know, see my, my, my big brother too as well. And her, his uh, his girlfriend is uh, pregnant right now, so I'm ah. going to be an uncle soon, <laughs> yeah, in in December. Awesome. So that's something that's, yeah, that's something I'm really, really, uh, really happy uh, and really, really grateful for. So those are the things. And seeing some of my friends, you know, we're close friends who like only see each other, you know, so just try to n- not think too much about it, but still, you know, get through it without making it uh, abnormal in any kind of way. Yeah.
0: What do you miss most since COVID happened?
1: Oh, I, I, I miss traveling a lot and uh, I miss going to, I love going to concert and going to festivals. Um, we had two big festivals in Denmark I was going to, and I was going to travel to, I was really hoping to go to Korea this summer for the first time. So that's something that I was really, really, uh, yeah that was something i was looking forward to and going going to spain with my my teammates uh was something i was really looking forward to so so traveling is something i'm really uh yeah it's really sad that i couldn't do that
0: Uh, what festival (laughs) what festival i I used to go to festival all the time
1: it's called Roskilde festival and it's a a a really big festival in denmark with a lot of uh, traditions and uh you know, it's something I've been going to for for years ago, and then I actually had the chance to do it again, um, and and uh, you know some good good performance. And then there was uh, another one called Tinderbox that's in uh, one of the there's two islands in Denmark, and Schillen is one of them, and uh, Fyn is another one. And uh, I was going to that in Fyn, and that's a really big festival with a lot of uh, electro EDM music that I like to hear. So. Uh, yeah it, it was really sad that i couldn't go to one of those two so yeah i know i really miss going out and <laughs> also going out with your friends you know it's something we, we can only be out to, to 10 or 10 10, uh, 10 10 o'clock and then i have to go home and the police will come and and stop the stop the party so oh, really? Can't really yeah <laughs> wow. and they have closed down they've closed down C, uh, city streets too the busiest city streets is closed down after 10 so it's it's getting rough it's getting rough right now and it's it's you don't really know what's gonna happen the next week so
0: yeah wow well we don't have curfews and if you have seen the news uh americans struggle a lot to wear Mm. masks it's 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 a it's a it's tough (laughs)
1: yeah it's, it's really tough it's really tough
0: yeah and um I think I think we're all I think we're all learning how to get through all of this and there's just so much trauma that a lot of people are facing with COVID and I think even after vaccines were to come out and everything I think everyone has definitely taken a hit to their mental health and um I think we're going to see a lot of people try to figure out how to readapt to society it's just been a long time where we've shifted Mm. our day-to-day. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I I really, I really feel so too, you know, it's, you talk a lot with your friends and it's, it's so easy for people to point fingers at different kind of age groups uh, and different kind of work uh, and and social life uh, especially here in Denmark right now. And it's just, it's hard to, to see the, to see the bigger picture because, you know, people always want to make it so small and uh, i feel like it's it's there's a lot of pressure on a lot of people that shouldn't be there that's making it harder for you know you know people to to try to figure everything out by themselves
0: yeah totally totally hear you so i just wanted to ask you as we go through your story and you have just a fascinating experience with coming out and I just wanted to ask first what even got you into hockey <laughs>
1: <laughs> well my uh, my big brother uh morten who is uh six years older than me uh I'm, I'm 28 and he and um he started playing hockey when he was around i think six years old and uh by the time i uh I was a baby you know and maybe you you start normally when you're 2 years old getting the small small skates on the ice and uh, <laughs> and I, I I was really not knowing what what I, this is this is what my parents have told me that I I think I started when I was like 8 years old that was when I really found out that this was really fun and really just um kept playing and you know as you get older you 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 see your talent and you you think of where it can get you and you know by the time i was like 15 years old uh you know i was on the, the junior talent teams we have in denmark and was really one of the big big talents of of my uh my, my my year and um so i was just pursuing that and you know as i got older it was something that i really wanted to do and opportunity to go to sweden that's a big hockey country here in yeah. europe yeah. and uh, got to play there for a couple of years and you know that was also by the time i you know started figuring out who i was so um it was it was a crazy time really crazy time uh, and and difficult um but uh it, i i learned a lot about myself and you know and Came back to Denmark later after four years in Sweden and started my pro career actually pretty fast after I came home and just been playing in the pro professional league in Denmark for, uh, I think it's seven years, uh, playing for four different teams, which is just, um, some of the years just been amazing for me. And, you know, really, I've really, um, been lucky to have tried everything uh, you can, you can in in hockey in Denmark. One, one everything you can, you can possibly won win. So you know it's it's been quite a journey. But still, in those great times, it's been really, really difficult. You know, personal for me uh, before you know coming out.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned um, some learning experiences in Sweden for you. What was that experience, were you there for school or what was, uh, over in Sweden?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, the way they, they put up their, how they put school and sports together, you know, it's such a big country and they are just, uh, the way they do it over there is, is, is much more. Um, it's, it's a lot better than doing it in Denmark, at least at that time it was. So I could do, I could go to school, and then I could go to hockey afterwards. And, you know, the school, the school program would be uh, made for hockey or made for the sport you were in. So I was in the sports class, and I was, all the things we did in school was, you know, directed at sports. So if you had, you know, English and math and all those things was, you know, with some kind of sports element in it. Uh, most of the times yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh, that was something that was intriguing for me because it was a really good team that wanted me to go over there and still get my education so a little little bit like a little bit like college a little bit but not a, not not the same at all but a little bit
0: got it got it and your brother is also on the hockey team that you're on right yeah yes yeah <laughs> how was that it's, experience uh, like playing with your brother on the same team.
1: It's amazing, you know, we we actually, you know, when I came home to Denmark, you know, eight years ago, um, we actually actually got to play for one of my old teams in Denmark. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I told him that I wanted him to come to my team. So we played together for half a season there and it was really fun and, you know, so to do it again, seven, eight years after that, uh, it's amazing you know and it's so much fun and you know now we have so much more time together and uh, yeah it's a great group of guys on the team and a lot of our uh, personal friends that we uh, we both see a lot together so it's uh it's really fun and it's also a little stressful sometimes but uh, in a good way you know in a in a good com- uh, brotherly competition brotherly a little rivalry <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> It makes the practice more fun when you know it's your brother who tries to score on you, <laughs>
0: yeah yeah, uh, and I just wanted to ask you just um as a part of your family dynamic, so you mentioned that you're a transracial adoptee, and I also noticed your brother is also Asian too. How has that been like growing up
1: you know it's it's been it's been really uh, I've, I've been me and my brother been privileged in some way to to come to Denmark. You know, it's it's, it's a place that's just so many things you can do. And it's just uh, I feel it's just a great, great. It was a great thing for me to come here. And, you know, um, our parents are so supportive in any way uh, possible. And they always uh, been there for both of us. and, And I can really see that, you know, when I was younger and I pretty early knew uh, you know, of course, that I I I wasn't really from from Denmark. And you know, and my my parents, you know, they they always said, if you want to know anything about your your ancestry and, and and Korea, you know, we we will gladly you know provide you with all the information and all the things you need. And I wanted to do that. My brother, uh, he 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 wasn't so interesting that at all. Um, but I I found it quite uh interesting to to see where I came from but it's still in my mind that you know now this is my parents and and this is where I live, and you know um so i I know a lot about career and I take a lot of inspiration from career and uh, with you know my style and you know the music and all that stuff, while my brother, on the other hand he he never really thought about it other than you know he looked different. And he, you know, of course he will say that he's probably gone through some racial hates, uh, some kind, some, sometimes. But I don't really think that he got the same, uh, you know, the same reactions that I did. But he 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 doesn't really think of it too much. While I am more of you know thinking about it and you know seeing it and you know hearing stories and you know have my own experience with it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: and when did you notice you were different growing up yeah i was it was
1: for me i i think it's so hard to go back and say this was exactly the time i found out but it must be in kindergarten i mean like when i when i could think for myself a little bit you know like i could see the other children of course so maybe like when i was three or four years old uh, was the time that i found out and then by then started asking questions and you know uh, i can't remember if they asked me uh, or told me or something but i knew i was interested in just knowing a little bit about it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know for them to give me opportunity to do it uh, is something i'm really grateful for and you know it's uh it's it's kind of weird having that feeling that you know you're from denmark but you still have this kind of connection to a country you don't really know anything about and that's why i i, I really want to go over there and you know see the country see where i come from and you know, I have have friends that's that's also from Korea. Actually, my my best friend who also came with exact same flight to Denmark. Uh, who you know, we've known each other for a long time. Our parents went skiing together. Uh, he went over there, and he actually uh, looked for his family. And you know, and so you know, it's it's something that you know is 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 close to us. And we we still have the connection to the country, even though like you know, we still are feeling like we are you know Danish residents. So it's it's yeah, it's 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 quite a weird connection for me.
0: Totally. And um growing up, did you have a lot of Asian friends or were you close with any Asian communities?
1: You know, I, I, I really wasn't uh I was close to I, I when i grew up you know i had I, I had my friends in school but then i also had my of course my my best friend and and we were a lot together uh in copenhagen cells copenhagen and you know I, with with them i grew up with all these kind of nationalities you know and um, and for that i you know i had some but never really any close asian community and i've never really had that and still still don't have it in the same way i mean i have my friends uh, and and that's pretty much it but we are so you know diverse so so no i've never had that i only really been been myself in Mm -hmm. that kind of way Mm -hmm.
0: yeah in america at least what i see is a lot of immigrant children so second generation americans their parents immigrated they also lose touch with a lot of the asian culture the asian roots and in america it's very much assimilate or don't be successful <laughs> and so a lot of the people who are coming of age who are from previous generations definitely still a lot of um a lot of unraveling that has to occur especially for me it has been a huge um, I don't know I, I thought I knew myself <laughs> and then I and I spent a considerable amount of time and actually I'm half Japanese and half Taiwanese and I went over to Japan and Taiwan and I spent a considerable amount there and just being with the communities somehow something clicked and um for the long for, for the longest time I was um I don't know if it's the right word but kind of like embarrassed or kind of shy about my uh, background and once I was there it just felt so normal you know you have all these ways of acting and the ways it's just like all these little nuanced things that you do and you finally see it, almost like an explanation for it in Japan in and in Taiwan and for you in Korea I, I'm I'm just so curious when you do go over there and just experience it. My recommendation is if you have an opportunity to just like immerse yourself in there, I think you're gonna get so much out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, really, because you know all, all the things, especially now when I I have some of these people around me who who tells this story about how it is to to grow up in totally different environments and countries you know in australia and in america you know it's 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 so different from here i mean you don't really you don't you know you don't really see that many asians in the same way you do in you know america or australia and and you don't really i i mean because i'm not so much in you know uh, that environment i don't hear as much i mean the, the younger people i hear a lot of the, from them you know the, one of the those who you know are second generation and some of them that that's the last one who's who got adopted from from korea who's like 18 19 years old they hear a lot especially now in, in these times you know in corona times they, they hear these older people talking to them and looking at them when they go mm. in the in the metro station and something mm. like that and and you know, you know, now the only place I've been in America was in, in California that's so, you know, so diverse. And you know,
0: you you, yeah.
1: you you hear some of the stories and how it is over there and you see Koreatown. And I mean we have we don't really have anything like that because we're such a small country. I mean our our Asian restaurant is so European. I mean, so much that it's like it's buffet and it's you you're lucky if you find one place that really serve authentic Asian food and uh you know even you know it's it's just uh and even though i haven't been over there i know it's not the same thing so so you see we're not really re- uh, represented in any way over here and there's no the only people that's some of them we talk about is is this uh this this cook who got a mission, who's the only woman who has gotten a Michelin star. And you know, she's and she's been in the Danish version of Dancing with a Star. You know, she's really one of the only people I can, you know, come up with other than me, that's from Asia, who's somebody people know about, you know, and so it it's it's sometimes tough for us to get a voice in. You know, when I heard when Corona came out. And one of these young kids talked about, you know, being in the train station and somebody say, telling them go back or something crazy like that, you know, some of the, com- in some of the comments was just um, so weird to see, because it was like, they said, like, how can you, you're so, you're in here in Denmark and you have such a good, it's so good, you know, how can you like talk about this? And it's. You know, they say, oh, people are saying this isn't that big of a problem, like they know. And I mean, of course it's not as big as other countries, but it's still there and we still need to talk about it and not just, you know, try to push it away quickly, you know. And I think because that's not a lot of us, you know, we and we not don't really use our voice too much yet, it's getting it's really getting there, but um I think it's 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 quite yeah quite quite hard for us and but there's just been been a, a, a demonstration where you know asian people were there too and we, we try to, to talk more about it but because you know i'm probably one of the only asian european openly gay athlete in you know it's it's pretty tough mm-hmm. to talk about it when you like yeah.
0: Well so much solidarity with you and I totally feel you especially with the racism of coronavirus. Trump has been such a huge advocate of helping to spread that misinformation too and I just seeing how it's impacting the rest of the world, right? How it's spreading so much. It's 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 uh, far from Asia now. And just really unfortunate that people associate it with The country whose people got affected first and so it's same thing with like the Ebola virus or all these other viruses that originate from other parts of the world it's just it's just such a bummer that people people's fears uh, assimilate into hate racism because at the end of the day it's not that they're afraid of Asian people they're afraid of the virus but they're trying to make this into a physical object right that they can mm, mm. expel their anxiety their hate their mm, upset mm. into and so yeah. because it's a virus and you you can't see it there's no tangible object that for them it's it's now an asian person because then i can point at you i can say like you get away from me and i think that's what scares people more is that that you can't see it there's no like you can't just walk away from this and be safe and so yeah it's it's people are just trying to figure out how to control the virus themselves and the fear their anxiety with it and it's just um Mm. you can see from the outside in they're like okay but for these people yeah yeah
1: yeah i I feel like it's a lot of misinformation you know that that's you know people are listening to the wrong kind of you know, media. And, and it's just for me, for me to be over here, you know, I really wish I could, you know, go to America and go to some of these places and, and you know talk to these people and, you know, see what's happening. Because, you know, it, it it's, it, it's so, especially in Denmark, you know, it, it's something that I've only heard these two stories and, you know, in Denmark. And I've, I haven't, people, And it's so crazy like when i meet new people and i even meet friends around you know um it's the the, uh, they always tell me so have you heard anything have anybody come up and said anything to you and you know i'm just like no i have never i've never heard anything but you know it's just the way that just like people asking it's just like because they just assume that i'll be somebody who would do it and i mean it's just, I try to, you know, I hear the stories about people, you know, ruining shops in, in America. And, and it just, it's it's it feels horrible that it can happen. And, you know, it, I try to, to, to just, to just like have the same emotions. Cause, you know, the only things I had is like people, who talk, you know, yelling at the streets and, you know, those uh, kind of when you're in the city and people are talking like, trying to speak something they feel is like Chinese or Korean or something. And, and, you know, doing some Kung Fu shit and all that stuff. That's what I've been. That's what happened to me. And, you know, I have friends that's, you know, been called monkey on the ice ice hockey uh, rink by the players and the fans. And and we told, you know, we told them and nothing happened. And I just wish I was more wiser and more, you know, stubborn at that time and you know saying something about it. Because if it would happen now, I would totally have said something more about it. And the the leak and all that stuff just ignored it back then. And um, so you know that those are the kind of things that I've experienced. And so it's also for me. I try to 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 talk about it in a way I feel like it's it's not it's is a way. I can relate to.
0: And I think that's a good segue to how you're using your voice. And mm. the the big news for you is just coming out on national television, telling to everyone, not just within your country, but within the world that you were gay in, a, mm. in an environment where there it really is no queer representation i just wanted to ask you just what would what was that experience like
1: oh it it was really crazy because um you know um it 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 took months of preparation just to you know feel comfortable and feel like this was you know the right things i wanted to say and the right environment and you know and uh, because because i had a lot you know since i knew when i was in, in sweden you know and i was like oh, what should i do with with hockey you know because i had so many emotions i was so depressed because uh, i just thought, didn't know what the future was for me with, with knowing that you know the knowing i was gay and knowing that you know this environment probably wouldn't accept me or you know i, I I wasn't really sure about myself at that time, but as I went on, you know, I, I, uh, I always had to thought, what would be the best way to come out? And I should do it before the end of my career because I will regret it for the rest of my life if I didn't do it. And I, I really wanna help others just have somebody they can you know you relate to in some kind of way and just see that cuz it's so much more about what happened afterwards that's going to help people so they know that they can do it in their own way and they can learn from what I did and the things they don't you know they feel like was good they can take that and up to that point was there was so many emotion and but I was still so ready to do it i was just still so scared of you know how much it would blow up or how people would react to doing it on television you know because i've seen people coming out in interviews uh, in in uh, in you know uh, in tabloids and all that stuff and i wasn't sure if this was the right thing to do on national television or not i just feel like i can use my own voice instead of you know laid down and being edited in any way
0: yeah well do you think it was the right thing to do now hindsight
1: I think so. I mean, the response I've got has been amazing, you know, it it kind of blew up like 48 hours after coming out in Denmark, you know, it, it, I think I've gotten at least 300 and something people who's been writing me personal about the story and just, you know, wow. from all kind of places in the world, you know, and, and that was, you know, people in thailand telling me you know this story is an amazing thing to see and having this representation representation uh, from 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 asia and you know and and people in america telling their stories about playing hockey and not quitting because of being homosexual and trying to get back and find a community again you know and and uh, for me to hear that was really a confirmation that you know some of it was you know it was the right thing to do and having people telling me that now i have a voice to to speak my mind you know and speak for other other organizations and people you know and try to to make it and you know not try but you know making it my own because that's what i want to do i, I want to stay leveled and try to connect with people in in a way that you know I can help others and you know help myself grow so definitely you know I've I've been so blessed since then so,
0: yeah. yeah and i was reading an article where one of your teammates had mentioned that it seems like you're playing so much better now as if a stone has fallen from your heart oh what yeah you... so good <laughs> so good what what do you think that weight was exactly?
1: Oh, I mean, it it was it was it was so right the thing you said because you know of course it's a, it's a really heavy stone that's been lifted from your chest and you know it's it's all these things that built up to that moment because I mean I I texted the guys uh, in a group chat you know and it took me I think an hour or something just to present, you know, because you have all this emotion. And it took me maybe half an hour to look at it afterwards. Because it that was it's just and just getting all these feelings, you know, lifted and just pushed away. And then give all this joy that you know, all this anxiety you had and all these bad thoughts, you know, you can just say that it's it's not true. And You know, you can play hockey and you can feel accepted. And, you know, we are, we are there where we're supposed to be in Denmark at least and in other places too. And, you know, we can talk about it and we can see the change and it was just amazing. And I just feel like now I can be myself. I didn't have to hide. So I think I put much more of my personality in my game too. Which you know made have made me a better player too, because you know it it of course you you know if you if you're anxious one day you know you're gonna feel it on the ice and um, I was really riding on the good wave at that at that time you can say so.
0: How was that process like with your family? I reckon you came out to them before coming out to your team or in the world, right? What mm-hmm. what was that like? I mean,
1: my coming out story is pretty, pretty crazy because, you know, I I, I was just uh, graduating from uh, from from school uh, in Sweden and, you know, and coming home and having a big argument because they wanted to know what I wanted to do with my life now and just, you know, been partying and having fun, you know, so it's, and just the end of it just, told me, like, my mother just told me, like, what, what what is on your mind now? Everything's on the table now. I was like, yeah, you know, I was sitting there, you know, you have all these feelings, you know, have it up your throat, and you're like, you want to tell him. And, and, and she did the craziest thing that, you know, you're not supposed to do, but she did it. And she just told me. And and, and this is maybe a harsh way to say this is not, you know, this is uh, she's to, this is the, how they said gay back then. So you have to know that if, when I tell the story and, and she called me, are you, are you, are you a faggot? But in, 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 in their, in their days, you know, that was, uh, they say, and it, it's not really the same word, but it's still how we use, you know, that word in a bad way in Denmark, and um, especially in sports, and especially, you know, you know, in, in the heterosis, um, you know, well, they do it a lot and then i just cried and told her you can't say that you have to say gay (laughs) and then she told me are you Uh, gay and i said yeah and you know so it was she did it in in, she did it in the sweetest way you could do it and she did it with an open heart because she could feel there was something that i wanted uh, off my
0: chest she just didn't know how to say it properly exactly because she
1: was she didn't know anything about it nothing and she was so scared afterwards because she had no information about it so you know i had to i had to give her all the information so she could be more calm and be like oh yeah that's right you know we have these things and you know you are prepared to this world and you know i really had to to do that with her and my dad because they didn't really know anything because they are from such a different uh, generation and, and time and she just did it because she's the sweetest and she just did it because she just didn't know what else to, to say. And I told her like for fun, you know, you, you don't have to actually say it. It's actually my, me who has to come out for you. That's why we call it it. Uh, and make, you know, just making a joke about it. But my parents has, you know, always been supportive and they you know they, they still are. And, and it's always fun to tell that story because, you know, I feel like it's so much my mother in kind of way. And I, I, you know, some of my personality and always can take from her too. And, and so, uh, yeah, it, it's been, it's been good. It was really good.
0: And what about for yourself when you realized that you were gay? When did that happen?
1: Um, I always kind of knew that I really, girls really wasn't my thing. But I, wasn't sure about anything you know if i was like bi or something like that and when i i so i tried to you know um, find out find out more of this and, you know and i ended up getting a boyfriend in sweden um who, who was danish and living in denmark but i lived i lived in in Malmö, that's that's really close to uh to denmark it's only there's only a bridge between denmark and sweden and melbourne is on the other side I kind of fell in a big hole when I found out because at that time I have these big ideas of being professional and, you know, going the whole, all the way, you know, to NHL or, or just being pro pro in Sweden and not coming back to Denmark. So I had a really dark time, uh, you know, in, in my apartment alone, you know, you know, just couldn't sleep for a long time, you know, actually, you know, like, cried myself to sleep many nights and cause you know I it, it was hard to not knowing how the future with hockey would be for me and you know you still heard these kind of things people would say you know and it, it affects you a lot even though it it's small things and later on now they tell me that you know we didn't mean it in that kind of way I'm happy to hear that but you just don't know how it feels and you will never know how it feels because you will never be in that situation yourself and even like the small words can have a big effect on people and um, for me like sometimes was a bad day could re- and hear something a little bit like that it could really mess me up a lot so i, I just always try to have people around me in sweden you know have the door open in my apartment so people always would be around because if i was alone i would have all these thoughts about you know because hockey was my life back then you know it's it still are, but in a different way but that that time you know it, i really wanted to do so much with it and i was moving out from denmark so i really didn't know what to do and i was really depressed and my family just thought i was depressed uh, and something they didn't know it was this because i couldn't tell them you know and because like I said, I just didn't know what to do. Yeah. It's like a so big secret,
0: was, right? It,
1: it's, yeah, definitely. exactly. Yeah.
0: So, are you are you still with the same person? Like, what what is the romantic life like for you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, we 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 uh, we, we aren't together. Uh, we ended. We broke up. You know, when I got back home to Denmark some years before that, we we broke up. You know, we were both new in this back then, and kind of needed someone to to find ourselves with and evolve and i think when we were done with that or we found ourselves we found out we were also very different and on different path. and so you know for me i i feel like i had to to find myself alone because that was what i needed back then so so no we we we're we went back together after that and uh, we broke up and uh i got a boyfriend some years uh, some time afterwards when i played started playing pro and that was also tough because you know you're when you're a hockey player you and you're a professional you are uh, in, in some way self-centered about your career because it's always, you know, your career first. And I, you can, the next year, you can go to Germany and play if you have a good year. You know, you can go to all these kind of places. And it's it's kind of your girlfriend or boyfriend who, who either has to f- follow or stay home and be the caretaker. And so you really have to find someone who feel like this is something that they feel is interesting and fun. And you have to really set some grind rules for what should what should we do and if we you want to pursue this then you have to do this afterwards and with my with my boyfriend at that time you know it, it it was uh it was okay but he really didn't have the same uh interest in hockey which is fine but it ended up you know being like he could see that hockey wasn't healthy because i i didn't i was happy but i was still really uh sad because i wasn't really sure about how they would react and it could it was still something that was mentally uh, hard for me so i had some extra things to work with on top of you know being professional and wanting to win and and all that stuff and then it just ended up being too much for both of us in the end and um it it ended up you know you know i i choose hockey because i still feel i couldn't get out of it and still wanted to do it and i still didn't want to stop until i came out you know all that was also some of the things i really wanted to do after we broke up i really knew that this is not gonna happen again I, i can't have somebody in my life and not share it and you know it, 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 it you know it can't live like this you know it's, it's not healthy and it's not it's uh, not good for the other person I, I can't go through that for the other person as well so when i found my uh, my next boyfriend <laughs> it was really about finding you know th- going through a plan and going through how could could i come out and how could i found someone who thought Feel like hockey is really fun, and I want to support you. I want to be part of it, and he really wanted to be like that. Because okay, fun story, you know, I found uh, we we found each other in. I was getting uh, on a on, uh, on a loan to a team uh, in uh, in in a hockey town, small small hockey town. So he knew all about hockey because hockey was everything. So it wasn't new for him so he really wanted to be a part of it and he really wanted you know one of the things for us going to be together was that i would come out and i was going through all these ideas with him and with my friends and family of what would be the best thing to do and his coming out was a big big long you know uh, page on facebook you know where he told all these kind of things and i was like hmm this this is hockey players this is the strong you know Tough hockey guys. Yeah, I think we don't know just, how
0: the Facebook <laughs> will work yeah. in that. Yeah,
1: I mean, a, a long, long story will maybe be too much for them to understand. I mean, so maybe just put it on a small scale. So I, I, I feel it was like uh, four sentences, you know, uh, in in our in our group chat. And um, but he actually also helped me a lot because I really feel like I wanted him to be part of it too, and by him being interested and being supportive about it also like gave me the boost to do it. Cause you know, of course I wanted him to be part of it. I wanted to, you know, I've seen all my friend hockey teammates, girlfriends around and, you know, I wanted to have, have my own boyfriend there too and be part of it. That's also something I really dreamt about, you know, and, uh, having him around beside me with my, my family or friends really, um, also helped me a lot with you know uh, motivating me to to come out and you know uh, so i can really feel that life and see you know how it was because it's something that yeah that's just just something that should be natural and normal and having him to like the first meeting where all the girlfriends and family comes before the season start was just it was so crazy i was
0: what was that like so, yeah
1: <laughs> yeah just picking yeah. him up outside the parking lot and just going in and just like should we hold hands or not and we're like yeah <laughs> yeah of course like let's let's, let's do the whole yeah. whole thing you know <laughs> put it all out there because you know, now it's out you know now we can do whatever we want but it's you know, still holding hands is, is such a a, a a weird thing to do still in our community and it's it's still you know I mean I think it's like in Denmark it's like uh, I don't know it's the world, but it's 41 percent who doesn't feel comfortable with doing it in public, and we just had this big thing uh, with the watch show I was on uh, Wednesday where they where they filmed it I talked about it because it's it's a huge thing, so that was really important for me to do. And is
0: it forty one percent of general population or forty one percent of the queer population?
1: the queer queer lgbtq plus, uh, got it and yeah. um so so you know all those things is something i i always wanted and it was what william really one of the things that motivated me was you know to to have that and show people and you know it's you know it's this it just shouldn't happen you know it's just it should be normal you shouldn't have to come out you know all that yeah. all that things yeah, you know yeah, that but yeah, some, yeah. somebody has to you know start doing it and you know now we have uh, so many other like not so many but there's so that i've seen other people coming out afterwards and now we are not just free you know we are more than that and there's still people coming and it's there's a small change coming and it's amazing to follow right now
0: yeah it's it's crazy when you think about it as a concept that people have to come out to announce like what they like just imagine if it was the same thing with like colors right like what's your favorite color like oh you have to come out as liking blue you know we all like green but it's just one of those things where it's just the reality is if it was totally fine and totally normal if someone said oh i like him i like her i like whoever they go oh it's like a color whatever it's fine you know and it's exactly.
1: oh that's yeah exactly
0: yeah and it's it shows that there's so much progress that still needs to happen as we still have these coming outs that occur and until we can kind of just like eradicate the coming out as a necessity to be who we want like that's really when we start talking about equity mm, yeah Exactly. i know it's 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 if you think about it too it's just like in the big scheme of life you know um mm. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. You know, you can like whomever you want race, ethnicity, gender. A lot of the conservatives at least Mm. in america um imagine it's gonna impact their family dynamic right it's gonna uh, affect their children and it's like color I, i always point to colors you know it's just like just because someone likes a yellow crayon doesn't mean everyone around them will all like yellow you know it will make them think about yellow, and it will make them think, "Oh, can I like yellow crayons?" <laughs> mm. <laughs> but like, right, yeah.
1: right. It's 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 uh, really good, Actually, I really, I really, really like that. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah,
0: and it's um, like, and it shows that people can like crayons in yellow color, and then now people can like green, now people like blue, and then maybe colors in between, you know. And it doesn't it doesn't change who people are, but it it, it op- allows people to be more open to be. Closer to who they want to be, you know, and um, it's it's just very sad that we still have people in the world who fight against it, as you know, uh, thinking that this is really uh, hurting the world. When in fact, it's the other way around. It's people are hurting. People are committing suicide. People are uh, living in fear all their lives because they just can't be who they want to be i think that's just it's just it's just really sad and it's so sad yeah i i'm just so really you know proud of you for being able to put yourself out there and i think it's just testament that you're just getting hundreds of letters from all these people from like asia europe like all around the world being able to be not just an out individual but an openly out asian individual in hockey and I think it's all these different intersections allow. It's just like the crayon analogy, right? Like people can see that there is that opportunity to be that type of person in that field in this space.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 been quite amazing. I, I always people are always telling me if there's something bad that happened to you. And you know, I, I, at some point, I really wish there was, but it, it's really the things that happened is really so, and so small. I mean, there's been one guy that I could find that told me that should go home and all that. And, and, and it was this old guy outside of Denmark, so far out yet it, you know, I don't know how to get there other than buy a car and probably get lost. And that was really the one personal thing that that came towards me uh, other than you know people saying that there was some comments in some article on Facebook or, or something like that that I don't read because I can't read I don't read all these things because I mean you know I, I, it's it's I, I just it's just something I've never really done because it, it, because of hockey and all these things I've never really read those things and I can't find everything but that's probably the most things that happened to me is in, in, here in denmark you know that's why it's just so tough to hear all the other stories you know because you, you really wish you could, could be there and you know and and talk them through it and, and you know it's all, all these especially some of the person i've talked to now uh, who, who works with these things you know they're so strong and i'm just i'm so inspired by them to you know to try to also use my voice in some kind of way okay.
0: what would you give as advice for someone who may be going through something similar as you maybe not in hockey but just in an environment where they're just very nervous about coming out they're in a very more conservative workplace or social context what advice would you give them
1: you know i would you know, say you know reach out to your the community you feel you're that represents you so you know you know if this lgbtq you know go to lgbtq in your country where you are and you know talk to them you can be anonymous if you want you can find a a call center or a meeting place you know everything is anonymous there if you want it to be and and they will be ready to take care of you and, and talk you through these things and you know tell you all their stories and you can find inspiration. And, you know, if, if you are in this kind of, in the, in the minority and also too, there's all the organization for that, we have Sabbath in, in Denmark that's, you know, for, for ethnic and minorities who are in these, who are in either genderless or, or can't really find that gender. And, and they do a lot of work with that, you know, and, and I wish I did more of that. I kind of grew more up in it in the environment uh, because i i reached out to it so i feel like if i was looking more for that instead of looking for myself you know it's a lot harder to have all these things for yourself because you will only you will only hear your own voice and that can be something that can really be trump could be traumatic for you and you need to talk to somebody, if it's a it's a friend or family, or or if if you can't do that, you know, reach out to the community. Uh, that's something that uh, I I really now when I talk to these people and and work with them, I can really see that you know they're really will really do the best for you.
0: Totally agreed, and they're totally free, completely free, accessible. And some of the organizations they have online chat now, so you don't have to have a phone number to even call as long as you have an internet you can access and I totally agree I think those are amazing resources and um, so what's next for you especially with COVID you know a lot of the sports have been canceled right or postponed and um, we we don't know when things are really going to truly go back to normal yet as they're still trying to figure out vaccines so what's in the future for you? 2020
1: 2021 yeah yeah so it's it's been quite crazy for me this couple of months after coming out you know that has been a lot of people reaching out for me and i've been so grateful and uh, thankful for for the opportunities that i got and i have some really great news that you know in, in october i'm gonna be ambassador for world pride that's coming to copenhagen and Malmo in 2021 and awesome. uh, yeah and it's just you know it's euro games too i'm going to be an ambassador for euro games 2021 that's also going to be in in copenhagen and Malmo, and you know that's that's going to be uh 29 different sports and you know and tournaments and you know you you can all register to come and play you know and it's it's amazing I and mean, you know there'll be around five five thousand athletes you know around them in Copenhagen and in Malmö and there's gonna be a human rights um, conference too in Copenhagen uh, and that's gonna be a sport leader conference too with a lot of great people who's gonna come and talk and you know it's just I mean, it's going to be more than a thousand human rights defenders and activists that will gather from like the 19th, to the, from the 17th to 19th of the uh, 17th and 19th of August uh, in 2021, and it's I just can't wait to talk more about it, and I I can't wait to to see it because the whole program and the way they laid it out uh, across Copenhagen is going to be the one of the biggest things that happened to Copenhagen in a long time, and it's just Uh, especially the human rights conference is something I'm actually really looking forward to because all the people who come, who's going to come there and all the great things we can do. And, you know, they made a big committee. So, you know, hopefully uh, they can, we can do something about it afterwards too. And, you know, uh, all the things we talked about, you know, take it to the next, next uh, world pride and princess Mary, she's gonna, Mm -hmm. she's gonna be our protector. (laughs) <laughs> it's just uh, amazing, and you know, awesome. And it's awesome. It's so awesome, and I I just can't wait to to work with them and and uh, do more stuff for them because I feel like it's gonna be a big opportunity. And you know, I I started going to these human conferences uh three four years ago because I started going in the parade, only going in the parade at the one of the last days and just feel like I needed to maybe do a little more. So I went to one of the, at that time, small conferences, but I just learned so much about the community and so much about what needs to be done. And it really helped me be more active with just talking about it to my friends too. So I really feel like it's it's really important to also look at your own pride and see what's gonna happen before the parade. where can I go and listen to this thing? Because it's actually something that's really interesting. Um, and then I I'm gonna be an ambassador for Athlete Ally too. That's um, an organization that has over 200 athletes that talk about inclusion and diversity uh, in, in sports. And I, I just can't wait also to to work with them and and see where where I can help and and use my voice and <clears throat> especially now being one of the only uh, out asian uh, sport athletes uh, in europe and in, in the world you know it's i'm really happy that i you know i can try and, and learn more about that and you know be guided uh, by some people that's really really uh, professional so uh, i'm really exciting for what can happen in the next future
0: yeah so exciting and um I'm just so so happy i'm so happy for you and um i'm just so so grateful that you're able to be proud to use your voice and to put it out there for a lot of people who will definitely be looking at you and listening to you from afar and uh that's where we just help each other you know Mm -hmm. and we don't have to see each other physically but um i think well all of us all around the world as queer individuals you know we're out there, and some people unfortunately are born into certain circumstances where it's not very positive it's not very uh, conducive towards being out. It's, I'm just very grateful, so thank you so much, John.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me. I just want to say yeah. like you know it's, uh, people can you know always reach out to me if if they have
0: how can they reach they out to you? To. yeah, where can they find yeah. you
1: well yeah. <laughs> Of course, you know, the Facebook, you know, it's my name, John Lee Olson and uh, Instagram is the same name and, you know, Twitter is so easy. It's the same name, too. <laughs> and, you know, you always, yeah. you know, come to me and, you know, ask me and, and talk to me if, if you really feel like you have have something that you, you want to have help with or, or discuss, you know, I'm always ready to talk
0: awesome awesome and uh yeah any any last words any last words yeah, any yeah. last words of advice any last words of wisdom yeah. <laughs> i mean in, in in these times you
1: know just find the positive things in your life yeah. and you know be close to your friends and family and just uh, use this time to reflect on yourself and you know learn learn and and see where you, you know where you can go and you know, just don't be scared because, you know, there there will always be a future and we just have to fight for it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, John. Really appreciate you coming on the show. And for all those listening, hope this story has inspired you and to just like you said, just continue fighting and just continue being yourself. And so with that, thank you so much for listening and hope your day can be a little bit more mindful. (laughs) Bye now.
1: Bye, everybody.